Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad you're able to join me on Empowered, Equipped, and Encouraged with myself, Stacey Shannon. Uh, We have some amazing guests in the house with us today. I'm super excited to introduce them to you in just a moment. I hope you've had a wonderful week. I just always like to kind of start off uh, because some people will give me feedback, and I always ask for that. So if you ever have the opportunity and want to give any feedback on any of the social media sites on Instagram or Facebook, you can always ask me questions there or any type of um, other ideas that you may have, even for topics of shows and things of that nature. Um, You know, you can, if you're not able to listen to this um, when it's live on Expression Radio, there are always active links to any of the past uh, podcasts on all the episodes that you can find there. Uh, It's the most easily accessible on the Facebook page, uh, but it's also on the Instagram page as well. So, like I said, super excited. We've got the Wilsons in the house. Hello. So we have Todd and Rachel, and we're super glad that they are here. I'm really glad you guys agreed. Thank you. And what the tendency has been in the past, just so you guys are aware, that I usually try to kind of like lock you in again for another one, and I say it on air then you have to kind of fulfill it. <laughs> then we're obligated. Whether you want to or not. As long as we don't blow this one. No, good. you can't blow it, man. You can't blow it. We're all good. We're all good. So I love so many things about the Wilsons. They are super genuine, um, love the Lord with all their hearts, and they're just awesome, fun people. Um, my husband and I love them, spending time with them. You know, we met them. Uh, they used to come to Expression Church, and we met them there and did a whole lot of ministry together and just living life together and um, they have some new adventures going on and just a lot of wonderful things and so um, I just want to give you guys the mic for a second and just you know tell us a little bit about yourselves go ahead babe well we uh, currently live in Ashland Kentucky we've been there this year for 10 years in our house yeah it's a long time we never planned to live there um It was supposed to be a stopping point to go back to New Jersey, uh, where Todd's from and where his family was at the time. Um, but we have our two boys. They're established in the Ashland school system. I don't know. We like it. We have the best Halloween neighborhood ever. In fact, the, every weekend, like our neighbor behind us does something. And the house next door, they had somebody move in. Mm-hmm. And they've like matched them. So this year... Hampton Street in Ashland, Kentucky is the place to be on Halloween. So, you guys heard it here first. That's right. Yeah, so, if it, yeah, if it yeah. floods Hampton Street in Ashland, <laughs> is the you place can to all go. claim Rachel Wilson for the overall announcement. Uh, so, it might get really backed up there. <laughs> so, yeah, I will say that I have not, um, it's been a little while. Um, probably the last time I was at your all's house that I saw the boys, and it just blew my mind how tall they are. Yeah. Like they're, they're both at that taller age. Than me that it's just they just sprout up mm-hmm. they are they're they have grown quite a bit since yeah. the last time we've been around so yeah for sure it's 13 and 16 so next year nathaniel will be a senior and wow. judah will be a freshman special I'm prayers because um, i've been there you know mm-hmm. uh, sierra's 23 now um and morgan is 20 so it's just while they were i mean you guys they have a good relationship right. with they're Rachel still in youth Tatu. group right yeah <laughs> Yeah, so it's like wild because they were just teenagers like five minutes ago. It goes by so fast. Yeah. So listen, guys, there are so many, many topics. And it was 
for a minute there we were like what are we going to talk about because there's just so many things i mean we could go down so many different routes and so i already um told them that they're going to have to come back for more episodes and uh, because we have a lot of different topics uh family marriage you know things just our relationship with the lord and all the different adventures that we get to go on uh with that and you know it's just we have lots that we could talk about And so one thing that I think is really cool about the Wilsons, there's lots of cool things, but one thing is when you hear a little bit of their history and, you know, how they even made it to Ashland and how they made it to, you know, when they went to church with us and and those relationships. And it's just there's a lot of things. It's like, wow, you've you really took some risks you really stepped out and did some things that you maybe didn't know the full picture of what it looked like and you know all the steps to it but what you did know is is that you had a call right and you had a hunger and you didn't know exactly how that was going to plan out and you just took some steps even if it was pretty blind steps would you guys agree with that yeah for sure definitely there's been a lot of life that we have um stumbled into i would say with the lord like Mm -hmm. where it's not just you know god said something or showed us something but we kind of stumbled upon it or we just did something because there was a void in say a a church or uh or a need you know and we we started you know moving into that need and then from there uh we had like just opportunities open to us, you know? So, and I would say that that's been our history. I think sometimes people are always like, well, the Lord said this or the Lord did this for you, you know? And and we've had those moments, but I would say a lot of them have just been like, Hey, there's a need. Let's, you know, let's do something about that. And then it's in that process. The Lord then starts showing you things and doing things in your life. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I was thinking about it before when I was trying to figure out what we were going to talk about. (laughs) I was thinking about all the churches we've been in, and the one church that we were in in New Jersey, um, it's not even the same church anymore. Like, it was a vineyard church, but it wasn't vineyard when we first started going there. Um, so, we were with them through that process of becoming vineyard. We were with them through the process. No, we had already left by the time they left, but. It had, we just went through changes. Like we yeah. changed buildings, we changed pastors. Some of it was ugly. Some of it was like, you know, are we going to recover from this? Um, but with that church, was it was foundational. Mm-hmm. I think all the things we went through with that group of people, even though it was kind of a changing group of people, we really just rode the waves, mm-hmm. you know, and we always believed that God was doing something. And we always believed that whatever he was doing was going to be awesome. Yeah. You know? And so even when you're at a low point, it was like, well, we know we know he's going to make something good out of this. Mm-hmm. So I would say that, yeah, a lot of that stumbling into things was riding the wave of the people who we were with. You know, we were heart to heart. We were like, we're going to. Um, we're going to walk whatever he asks us to do out together, side by side. Right. So that was a lot of it. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that you said, you know, it wasn't necessarily that there were times maybe the, the Lord was specific about, like, you know, do this or go this route or even at least tell you the first step of what to do. Um, but some of it is just when you ha- when you're just yielded to him, and you've just kind of had the overall arching yes, like 
my yes to you that like you said you described it as stumbling into it but he knew right he knew all he knew that you were going to meet those people he knew you were going to be in those places and there were aspects of his will that you didn't even realize but if you have that yieldedness to him then you're going to be in this right in the middle of it um even when sometimes you don't realize until you're past it and then you look back and you're going oh okay yeah i see now like that was i didn't miss any i didn't miss it there yeah you know i didn't miss it and i can see now how certain things turned for my good sure yeah i i definitely see that like uh when we initially got married uh we both you know decided we were gonna live in new jersey and we were there and as we're in that process uh you know, youth ministry had such an impact on Rachel and I growing up, like mm-hmm. with youth pastors, and the Lord really touched us in our in our in our teens and through high school, and so that was really impactful for us. We we're like, well, I guess let's do youth ministry. So we joined a couple pastors that were doing youth ministry at the church, and uh, and it wasn't until uh, years later where, like, because we were just trying to do the method, like you know, you're supposed to have a game and you're supposed to do like an icebreaker right. and you're supposed to do all this stuff. It's like, I love me some icebreaker games. I'm just got to say. <laughs> yeah. I could totally tell that. I could, you wouldn't even have to say that. If you just know Rachel's personality, you'd be like, Rachel, icebreaker. Yes. And so there was like this period that we went through there where it was like, it just felt disconnected. It felt like, why, why are we doing what we're doing? And, um, it's funny because you you do think sometimes in ministry where it is very um, kind of just put it together where, you know, this is the way you're supposed to do it. And, you know, somebody has done it before you and you maybe read a book or you, you learned the method that somebody had set before you. Uh, and then you're like, well, I wonder what the Lord has to say about this, you know? And I remember... Yeah, it's not always the most spiritual process. Sometimes you don't ask the Lord in the beginning. You ask him like halfway through. You're like, oh, wait, why don't I just ask God what he wants for me? Yeah. It's so like, so like <laughs> I got through this process and I was like, all right, well, I wonder what the Lord wants us to do with this youth group, you yeah. know, which is just silly. Like you think that our response would be quicker, but I, I feel like just, you know, even when you read the Old Testament, like these guys that are considered like the the history of faith Mm -hmm. uh, for us, a lot of them stumbled into it and then they're like making bad decisions through the whole process. And they're Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, maybe I should turn to God, you know, like maybe that would be a good idea. Like, yeah, I'm, I am following him. Right. You know? And I remember asking uh, him one night, just like, what, what would it look like if you did youth group or like, or something along those lines. And uh, I just got the sense that like, he just wanted us to put the kids in his presence yeah and i was like wait can we do that like is that legal like so we did like you know a game or whatever and then we just put some worship music on and then we just had the kids lay out on the floor and just we just said here's a pen and paper write down whatever you hear whether you think it's god or not just mm-hmm. just write it down because we're going to believe that god's going to speak to you tonight and it was just like such a beautiful night and it was like this is what I was created for. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I had to recognize to like ask the Lord. Like I had to recognize like lay my agenda down, mm-hmm. lay my understanding of what my agenda should be and allow the Lord to 
to, to work through that moment. And then, and then what does it look like for us? Like, right. cause it may look different than what it does. Whoever wrote the book, wherever he may be located in Texas or Oklahoma, you know, right. it, that may work for them, but what does it look for like for us, for now, for this moment, for these kids? Cause right. maybe different kids need different things, you know? Yeah. So I think that's really good because, you know, especially if you're doing it at, like you're, you were doing it at a church that you weren't like the senior pastors over, right? right and so right. there's also kind of like an expectation of, oh, I kind of got to do, you know, what I think they want, you know, right. from from this as well. And it would be kind of some of those norm, you know, structured things. But even in those, you can still bring honor to those things while making sure that we're spirit led. And so I think that's so good. Yeah. And, you know, it's really cool. Todd and Rachel of like, you know, I don't know all the details and you guys can elaborate on what you would like. Um, but I know that they've been, you know, they've lived on different parts of this country and, you know, done mission trips across the world and um, things like that. So I really want to um, dig into that a little bit when we get back from the break so we can really just kind of talk and you guys can pick what parts because like I said there's so much we couldn't do it in just this one little session but you know there's just certain things about where you guys have been and the choices you've made and the risk you've taken uh, that I want you guys to be able to highlight for our audience today and just bring some encouragement to them to know that it's you know okay to do that. Uh, so we are going to take a quick break and uh, just, you know, stick with us because, you know, it just takes a few moments. And just remember, it's always better after the break. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world. Welcome back, everybody, to Empowered, Equipped, and Encouraged with myself, Stacey Shannon. And if you were with us at the beginning of the, the episode, I have some amazing guests with me. I have the Wilsons. I have Rachel and Todd Wilson uh, with me here today, which I'm super stoked about. So right before the break, we were just, you know, I introduced Todd and Rachel. They told a little bit about themselves, and we just kind of started talking about you know, taking risks and sometimes stepping out and doing things that we know specifically God is directing us to do. And then other things just kind of, you know, being in his will and being willing. And then what we kind of describe as stumbling into things. And um, I know with uh, Todd and Rachel, one of the things that they did is they moved across the country. Like I know Rachel said in the beginning, you know, they lived in um, New Jersey and then they moved all the way across to, you know, Redding, California to go to Bethel. So, I mean, what about any of that transition or anything from that that you'd want to share? Yeah. Um, I think like one of the essential questions as a Christian 
even I think probably people who aren't really religious asses is like, what is my purpose? What does God want for me? What is his will for my life? And I had this experience when we were in Reading. Um, Todd was on a mission trip, so he was literally on another continent. And um, we needed to reduce our expenses. So I was looking at apartments that were cheaper. I found one. And then I called our landlord to say to give notice. And she's like, well, what if I reduce your rent by $200 a month? And I was like, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, she's like, get back to me within 24 hours. So I get off the phone with her. I'm ecstatic, also freaked out. And I'm like, I know I'll do the spiritual thing. I'll lay on my couch. I'll put on some Misty Edwards. I'll pray to the <laughs> Lord and find out what heaven would choose for me in yeah. this thing, you know? And I laid there for about a half an hour. And I kept asking heaven, I want what you want for me. Mm-hmm. And heaven wasn't answering. They, and then finally, Holy Spirit says to me, what do you want? Do you want to move? And it was this moment of like, wait, you're asking me what I want? Yeah. And he's like, what do you want? Because I will back you up whatever you choose. It wasn't like an issue that it just it dawned on me. Like he wasn't going to, you know, stop blessing my life if I moved to the wrong apartment. Mm -hmm. There was no wrong apartment to move to. He wasn't going to stop blessing me if I stayed where I was. Like It was just this moment of like, no, you don't understand. We're in communion now. Mm -hmm. We're on the same path. You're always checking in with me. I'm always checking in with you. So what do you want? I want to give you what you want. And that was this moment of like mind blown. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, so often I think we think, I need a neon arrow pointing to the Lord's will for my life, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And it was just one of those, if I do something, and, and I do believe if I had done the wrong thing, because I think there are probably, you know, times when the Lord's like, no, I don't want you to go that way. Right. I believe that he has my heart and he has my best interests at heart. He's going to guide me mm-hmm. back to where I need to be. Yeah. So that was that was a big thing, like in learning to understand what his will was and yeah i think that's really good because um in a couple past episodes i remember discussing that you know sometimes you know we're not robotic with our relationship with god it's not oh we have some orders and we only do as we you know every time we get an order for every decision we make and that he trusts us right and he wants us to initiate uh sometimes and we can't wait you know, we can't just always wait for him to just give this overall arching green light for every decision. So I think right. that's really awesome. Yeah. Well, and I wonder how much, like, do we live our life uh, from the perspective? Like, sometimes we over-spiritualize and sometimes we under-spiritualize. Like, yeah. you know, like, I get up in the morning and I, you know, make coffee and I do these normal mundane things and I don't really involve the Lord in potentially, you mm-hmm. know, and then I'm off to work. I get in my car, you know, I may put worship music on, I may pray, you know, or I may not, you mm-hmm. know, so there are these things and then, but it's like, but when we're in the spiritual mode, it's like, oh, well, why didn't you do that? Or why did you do that? You know? And it's like, when you're in communion, like, like you guys are talking about, it's a different scenario because it's like, 
I'm always aware that at any moment he could redirect my steps. Right. Because I'm walking in his steps. I'm yeah. walking with him. And because I'm walking with him, he can redirect. Or I could just make my coffee, drink my coffee, and, you know, look at news, you mm-hmm. know, on my phone. And, and I think removing that mystery or that, that over-spiritualizing the moment and saying like, hey, this whole thing is about communion. It's about walking with him throughout your day yes. and including him in through your day so that he has space to say something to you. If he's got no space, then he's such a gentleman. He's just going to be like, okay, well, you know, there's no room for me right now. Right. Until you start making room for me, I'm not going to push my way through. Sometimes he does. Like sometimes even in those moments where we, there's no room, he still comes in, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes. Yes. And, and, he hits the override button. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Cause he's good, you yeah. know, and he wants us to, and that's part of us learning and maturing and growing um, in our time with him. It's, it's not just in what we would, you know, say our secret place, like just in their time when we're having worship music and we're like intentionally try to commune. But it is in our day to day experience of walking with him. And as we mature, you know, as the bride of Christ, we we should be able to speak on his behalf and kind of know his mind, sharing that mind of Christ and being able to be like, you know, I know that. I know my father would want this, even if we did. You know what I mean? And that he would then back us up um, and also be like, no, not on this situation. You know, we would give him that space in that room to even interrupt us mid-sentence and be like, no, not this time. Right. And I think you see that in the story with Peter and John. Like, they're going to the temple for a prayer meeting. Yeah. And they're entering the gate at Beautiful. And as they're doing their normal life, I don't think the Lord said, you're going to prayer meeting today. It was just a normal habitual act of of service and worship to God is like, hey, we go to temple for prayer on this day. Right. And they happen to look over and see this guy who's sitting there begging for alms, but he's also, mm-hmm. you know, can't walk. Right. So they realize in that moment as they're walking god has a different plan for them this morning Mm -hmm. it's not just to go to temple and pray but there's a man who needs to be healed and so as he's asking for that i think the holy spirit speaks to both of them in that moment and from that they have this encounter and this man gets healed and he gets up and walks and then causes disruption throughout the temple life, mm-hmm. which ultimately gets people to go like, what's going on? Jesus isn't here anymore. And who are these guys? Because what wh- what's so special about them? Because we knew Jesus was special, but now his disciples are special. Like, what's up with all that? You know, mm-hmm. and I also think on when I think about that story is that Jesus passed that guy probably a bunch of times and he didn't get healed in, in the moments when Jesus walked by him. Yeah. Because I think there are these, these moments for us. Like there are these special moments for us where it's not always about like the superstar, mm-hmm. but it's about us being yielded to Holy Spirit. And as we're walking, sometimes he goes, hey, it's your time. Right. And I'm going to use you right now. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to wait for the I want you to speak this word to this person in this situation. You know, that's just we have that shared heart, the father's heart. And then, you know knowing that things are going to people and different circumstances are going to you know arise in our day and that we're ready and we're ready even if we don't know what it looks like but because we know who who is the answer and that we carry that um so that's really good so is there um anything specific you know that 
when it comes to, I know we mentioned a little bit about kind of stepping out on things, whether we're stumbling into it or is kind of intentional. Is there anything that's like big or just one story or one situation, like, you know, just kind of like a big risk that you guys have taken together or individually that you just stepped out and did it, even though you had no idea what the next step looked like? I think we're about to do that. (laughs) I think the thing that we're uh, thinking about, planning about, sort of laying before the Lord. Um, This is the first time in our marriage we're not on the same exact page for that next chapter. And so it feels quite risky. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have a history of taking risks. And that can actually, even though, like you said, you're in in a different situation right now where you're maybe not in full compliance with each other about what you think fully at the moment, but just the history you have together of taking risks, I'm sure, helps build that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think for sure. I think the the more that we do things with the Lord and with each other as a couple, like uh, there's an ease of hey, God's going to take care of us. And I think when you don't have that, when you haven't done that very often, uh, it's scary, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it still can be scary. Like it's still like this is unknown. You know, and I think uh, when you're a person who is is paving a new path that no one's paved before, or doing something that maybe no one has done in your group of friends or mm-hmm. whatever that may be, uh, it's scary place because yeah. you know you're you're this uh, person who's just paving the way uh, and paving a new path, and. I think it's important and it's valuable because I think when you do that, it allows other ac- other people access to that. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're just paving the road for yourself, right? But you're also paving the road for others, and and that gives them the freedom and an ease of access to walk, maybe the path that you've created. Um, so I, I I think that's beautiful in in a sense because I think that's what the Lord does. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that we just get to live off of like what the pastors or 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 our church church elders give us right but we live off the entire room full of saints Mm -hmm. that that have lived a life so like when you think about you know we talked about peter and john a little bit ago like we get to inherit what the life they lived we get to inherit the life that jesus lived we get to inherit you know saint augustine and and you know like the list of people of faith that have lived generations before us like those are things i think they paved a way for us and why would we need to pave that way again but i'll but be able to walk that path that they've already paid a price for yeah so with healing as an example like a lot of people are like this is a new thing you know if, if you're in a conservative church and maybe just starting to believe in that we can pray for the sick or something mm-hmm. like that but but if you start to look at history of revivals and the history of of God and healing, like that's been done for a really long time. Yeah. So the risk level is there because it's scary because you've never done it before, and you may be the first person in your group of friends that's going to pray for somebody that you see is sick. But in that, you can look at the, the the history of saints and go, "I'm surrounded right by by power." Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by people that have already done this thing. Yeah. So that can give us a little bit of strength and hope. And I feel like that's some of what we've experienced through our life is like there's a rich, rich history of life. So when Rachel and I do something, it's it's very much like 
we, we can pull from that instead of just going like, I'm all by myself, I'm all alone, you know, there's there's no one that's ever done anything like this before. It's like, no, there's a rich history. Like, you just have to look and find it. Right. You know, and and Jesus paid it, paid for it all, you know, so that's mm-hmm. that's a good promise to, to hang on to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have it in scripture and the things that, like you said, you guys have done together as a couple, um, but also like you said, leaning in and finding out that other people have done it and what they have done and just, you know, other people's testimony of taking risk and stepping out in faith and, you know, charting new territory. That's what helps build, you know, our faith and to be like, you know, okay, this, I'm not the only one and I just trust. And that's, one of the beautiful things about walking with the Lord and what is an adventure is is that we don't always know what the next step looks like, but we can just trust that He's went before us yeah. and He's got us. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like um, Rachel set us up a little bit there because she was like, you know, I feel like we're kind of doing something, uh, you know, that's maybe a risk or something like that right now. So I think that that is a great indicator that they are going to need to be back on the show really soon. And would you guys come back and talk about that? We would. I would love that. I would love that. Um, So thankful for Todd and Rachel to be with us today and sharing. I know that we just, you know, only just touch the tip of the iceberg here um but just real quick todd or rachel you know we've got about a minute left i just before we close is there just anything on your heart that you'd want to just like leave our listeners with or a prayer or you know just bless them with whatever it is so um i'm just gonna pray uh so god we just thank you for everyone that's listening And I pray for those that are um, just starting to pave a path for others that are doing some things that no one has done before in their groups. And I pray that you give them strength, confidence, and boldness to be able to do those things. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So awesome. I hope that you guys enjoyed the show today. And again, I know that every time, I usually say this most every show, but I know that the things that we shared were uplifting and encouraging and equipping empowering but holy spirit always promises me that as long as i'm willing to say and take the risk to share what we are going to share that he's always going to speak so much more to each of you so i know that you've been blessed today because i know i have with the wilsons and um so i hope that you guys will join us next week and uh, we'll see you soon We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.